What's happening? It's Greg Santos. Welcome to episode 292 of CEO Life. You are the CEO of your life, whether you want to be or not. I'm at a weird, I don't want to say weird, it's a very interesting part of my life. And it's very interesting because I'm thinking about this right now. Like things aren't necessarily going as I had planned them to go. But it just seems like things are naturally taking the course that they're taking and just going with that flow and not trying to just necessarily hardcore force anything, but just really being aware in terms of where I'm at in my life. So so here, I was watching this interview with Roland Fraser, and this really what started kicking off these thoughts because in business, you want to give people what they want, right? This is what I hear. I hear a big mistake that a lot of people make is they create something thinking that people want it and then they try to sell it and it falls flat because they didn't do target market research. They didn't ask questions. They don't know what their market wants, what's their need for And so then like they just have a product that they spend so much time creating, not even knowing that the market even wants it or not. And then they'll go do, they'll go change it again. Like, oh, let me try this. And then like, they're looking for things without even ever having conversations with people. And where I'm at right now, I'm having a lot of conversations. I'm sending out emails, I'm testing things out. And, you know, I'm very fortunate where I have an audience that I'm able to talk to and ask questions of. And just keep asking questions. I'm like, what do you think about this? How does this work? Does this make sense to you? Do you want this? How does this feel? Does this strike an emotional chord for you? Would you want this? And, you know, it's interesting. I am thinking about something new. And I'm trying to see how I can combine the two, which I, I can see it. I can see how I can combine, like, um, the direction that I think I'm most likely going to be going right now, at least for now, I don't know what's going to blossom to, but I'm just going to go with the flow. And my audience has told me what they want, so I'm going to I'm going to deliver that to them. So Roland, I was watching this interview with Roland and Roland Frazier. God fucking damn, like fuck, Roland is just a fucking genius. I highly recommend you do this. Look, if you want to just listen to someone who is extremely intelligent when it comes to business and forming relationships in life like you you should go just go on youtube just google roland fraser interviews and have have fun have fun with those because fuck man there's there's so much fucking value in them you watch it and you're just like i can't even believe that this is free hey oh my god he's like Oh. oh, that's all I can say. Just go listen to him because you you are going to be amazed. This guy, I can understand why people in War Room are saying he's a genius. And I know that there's levels, like there's a lot of stuff that he talks about that sometimes I'm like, I don't really understand that, but I can I kind of get the gist. But like, the, like, he's like really next level. Like he's one of those guys where you just want to be in the room with him and just listen to him talk all day. You're just like, just keep going. I don't know what I have to say to keep you going, but like, just keep going. 
And one thing they're talking about, uh, oh, it was a very interesting question. And I know this is going to be beneficial for a couple people that listen to my podcast. You know, I have some, some really, really close friends that listen to this. And I know this is, you know, going to kind of strike where the podcast goes, podcast guests, no, no, podcast hosts, my bad. The podcast hosts asked Roland, he's like, so when you're, you know, in this phase of like implementation or like you're, you know, you're planning something like, like, do you find yourself in the state of confusion? And like, how do you navigate yourself through that state of confusion? And I was like, oh, wow, that's a great question. And Roland was like, yeah, it's a great question. You know, like, and then he's like, yeah, it's, it's a part that's often overlooked. And so he was asking Roland, like, what's your implementation process look like? And Roland was saying, you know, usually what I'll do is I'll do a lot of research, you know, I'll do a lot of planning and then just I'll I'll put it, I'll, I'll go and I'll just put a lot of content in my brain. I'll go have a lot of conversations. I will just go on this big old binge of just putting information in my brain at first, right? And then what he does is he spends time synthesizing it, organizing it, having it make sense, sequencing it, and then he goes to implement it. And here I am where I am right now. I, I feel like here I, excuse me, I feel like I'm in the, like, I'm trying to implement. So there's like different parts. Like I'm trying to implement, but I feel like there's still more of like the research kind of phase going on right now. Cause like, especially with where I am and the demand that my audience wants or the things that my audience wants, it's like, okay, this is what they want. How does that align with what I've already been doing? How can I combine the two? And I think I have something. I think I have something really good here. I, I As I'm talking, it's actually clicking. And I've been searching for this for a while. I think it totally makes sense. You know what I've been, and I've also been thinking like, look, my bit, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Like I, I'm not very smart. I, I wish I was really smart. I really wish that I went to a prestigious university because truthfully, like people say college is a waste of time and it could be depending on what you major in. You know, if you're, if you're fucking majoring in, uh, what gender are my studies are, or like, uh, I don't know, just, just some, something that's not useful in the real world. It can definitely be a waste, but if you utilize it towards something that's useful, like some stuff that's in the, the STEM field, you can really utilize that to your advantage in the real world. And I feel like with people that I talk to who have an education, have this base baseline intelligence that is just smarter naturally than I am. But what I have an advantage in, and I was thinking about this because I was watching this uh, Perry Belcher intensive, Warham intensive, and he was talking about, he, you know, he's this, I think he was a high school dropout from Kentucky not the smartest guy either. And the thing that made Perry successful is the fact that he's able to tell great stories. That's it. Like he's a, he's good with sales and you know, he uses it to his advantage because he doesn't know big words. And there's, there was like this study done, like uh, I think it was with Agora, which is like a really, really successful company. And I could, I could be wrong in terms of who actually conducted the study or I mean, what company it is, but I think it was Agora because I know that Perry worked with Agora and what they did was they looked at all the sales letters that were just extremely successful over the last 30 years, right? 
they're like, all right, well, let's put these together and let's see what sales letters generated X amount of money, like something ridiculous. Like, uh, let's put a number, just a random number out there. I don't, I don't really know what the exact number is, but let's say, let's just say it's $10 million. What sales letters did we put out that generated at least 10, $10 million? And so they, I think they booked a trip for, I think, two weeks somewhere while they reviewed all the letters and they reviewed to see what were the common themes that made these letters successful. And over the last 30 years, they looked through sales letter after sales letter after sales letter. And what he found, what they found was there was a one commonality amongst all of them. And there wasn't really any other obvious comparisons or, or commonalities that they can point out. And that one commonality that they all had was they were all written at a fourth grade level or under. They were very simple. So reason why I say that is because Perry was just explaining like, hey, I think, you know, my my biggest disadvantage is that I'm not smart, but it's actually my greatest advantage because I, I, I'm not smart. I don't I make things simpler. I make things, things easier because I don't know any other way. It just, you know, just made me think in terms of like, okay, what's my advantage? Because again, this is going back to, I'm not, I'm not a very smart guy. I'm not very smart whatsoever, but I am really good at bringing people together. I'm really good at cultivating certain things and, and facilitating groups and bringing people together. I think I said that already and being a leader amongst a group. And I'm thinking, here I am, you know, I've been doing one-on-one coaching, which I don't really enjoy. And it's nothing against my client in particular. It's just, I just, I love the feeling of when I put together a group of people around a specific topic and we have discussions because here's what happened when I, in masterminds, someone will have a question and I'd be like, oh man, that's a great question. I don't have the best answer for that. But somebody else in the group would have an answer that I wouldn't have thought of that was like, oh, I, where I think, wow, that was really fucking smart what that person said. That's awesome. And then somebody else jumps in. I'm like, oh, wow, that was great. And then that person gets their question answered. They feel great. And I don't have to chip in at all. I don't have to say anything. I'm like, oh yeah, well, that that's great. And that's the power of the group. I don't want to, like, I feel like, I'm doing my clients a disservice if I'm doing one-on-one. Why don't I just keep structuring my business as my masterminds? So I'm thinking, okay, well, what did I do when I had my successful mastermind launches with my business partner? Well, what made those successful? What did we do prior? And it's interesting because it makes me think of like, I am so waiting for Hey, how do you want to, what's the demand for this specific thing? What, what do you want? Do you want this? Do you want this? And asking around and people have already voiced that they want this thing. But you know, it was very interesting about the thing that I did with my business partner. We didn't go around asking people like, Hey, is it, if we put together something like this, is that something you would want? It was just like, Oh, Hey, here's this really cool thing. Here's an op- awesome opportunity. I think it would make sense. And Hey, we just we just ran with it and we did it and it was successful. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I can do the same, I can do something similar. And and you know, I've ran successful launches before and I can do that again. And then just thinking of, all right, well, what are the steps so I can do that? And how much time do I have? And ideally, like when do I want to launch it? So I'm just thinking about those kind of things. And that that's it. I mean, 
I'm getting a lot of clarity. I'm just, again, I'm just going with the flow, just not trying to be super, super fucking structured and trying to force a a square peg into a triangle where it's like, no, it has to be this way because I hear other people say it's like, no, like, look, I heard Roland say, you know, it takes the same amount of effort, um, you know, working a $100,000 deal than it does a $10 million deal, which is fucking insane. It's the same amount of effort. One of my mentors, he says, it's the same amount of effort to be rich as it is to be poor. It takes a lot of effort to be poor. It takes a lot of effort to be rich. And it just made me think like, you know, this is saying like one part of reality must obey all other parts of reality. And the way that I look at that is like, okay, well, effort is equal. Like I might as well, if I'm going to put an effort into something, I might as well put into something that I really love and enjoy and I want to do. So if I'm going to put a lot of effort into something, it might as well be towards masterminds and group coaching, which is what I love to do. And that makes me feel fulfilled. And then I get to learn, I get to network and I get to connect. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's a lot, it's a lot more enjoyable process than if I put a lot of effort and then doing one-on-one and then doing group coaching. I I don't really like that. I don't, I don't like that model very much because I feel like there's more people that are just smarter and we come together. Like they have things that they can add that would be helpful that, and be able to provide value and I'm not able to provide value. And just thinking about my using my skill set to my own advantage. And just I just want you to think about that for yourself. Like, number one, think about what skills you have. If you can have your business how you want, how would you structure it? And for some people, they love doing the one-on-one and one-on-one makes sense for their structure. And you know, I, I've always liked group of groups of people. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian since I was a kid. I was very like I was the class clown in high school and I was very loud but at the same time like with my one-on-one relationships I was very timid and I was very weird and I was very shy which is a, it's a, which a which was a weird kind of combination there but yeah what would you do if you can just do whatever you wanted if you can do whatever you wanted what would you do what the fuck would you do? How would you run your life? How would you live your life? It's like, all right, hey, uh, tell me what you want and then you can have that. Like, what would that look like? Because it's going to take the same amount of effort for you to do that than it is for you to do something else that's kind of out of the way that you feel like you have to do. No, define what the fuck you want. It's scary. Like, I don't know if I can do that. Okay, well, at least you, you might as well try it because fuck, it's better to at least try and find out than, you know, than any other way. So, might as well try to set your life up how you want to do it now instead of trying to do that later and try to, you know, I hear Joe Paula say it's a lot easier to get out of failure traps than it is to get out of success traps. So anyway, with that being said, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to um, follow through on the things you say you're going to do, you want to keep your word to yourself and be able to execute on the things you say you want to do. Go to morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. You can go ahead and get my foundations of follow through course. It's going to be a course I'm going to sell for $497 in the future, but you can have it 100% free right now. Go to morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. Hope you get a lot of value from that. Hope you got a lot of value from this podcast. Make it a great motherfucking day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.